0: Mets Musings is an unofficial independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Now it's time
1: for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, and it is our half of the season round table as we are coming up uh, on the all-star break. And we've already hit uh, 81 games past and uh, Mets are on a bit of a hot streak. So this is going to throw a monkey wrench in what they do uh, come the trade deadline. But we'll get into that with our guests in just a, a, a second but I just wanted to say uh, uh, thanks for everybody for uh, always checking in and uh, I know it's been a while for uh, an episode. Uh, I had a little foot injury and and, uh, couldn't really get to the uh, studio here due to uh, lots of crap (laughs) in the studio. So I had to sit out a couple of weeks, but I'm back now and we have gotten our cast of characters back here, and I'm talking about the baseball and BBQ guys. We got Len and Jeff. Gentlemen, welcome to Mets Musings. Thank you, Gary.
2: Thank you, Gary. <laughs>
0: and of course my former co-host and good friend and compatriot barry newman's joining us on the uh, telephone barry how are you i'm just
3: fine gary hi lynn hi jeff hi barry
2: Uh,
0: well guys uh you know we've been uh, trying to get together for a week or so so some of our notes may be outdated but the mets have made a bit of a turnaround and uh, do we see this lasting? Anybody? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeff, why don't you start it? Well, they're kind of teasing us, aren't they? I mean, look, as of this recording, <laughs> four, four in a row, the dramatic win in Arizona with Alvarez hitting that home run and Beatty with a base hit and Canada driving him with, with a triple, that was the type of stuff the Mets did last year. right? They, they had a terrible time doing it this year. And the one, the one statistic that really points out to me is that they are 25 and four when the starting pitcher goes six innings, that's less than 30 games. So more than 50 games, the pitchers did not go six innings. That's been the big problem. Right. Along with Mr. Alonzo and Mr. Lindor. Who have the home runs and RBIs, but they can't hit their weight. And right. Alonzo's down to what two fourteen? Two fourteen, and he's going to the All Star game. Well, we'll get into that because that's I'm a little embarrassed as a Met fan. But uh, one thing is, as I'm point I'm, I'm looking at the st- stats and Max Scherzer. I know he hasn't had the greatest season, but all of a sudden he's eight and two. He's eight and two. Yeah, yeah. But again doesn't give you a lot of length sometimes i hear hear what couple games Mm -hmm. going six innings and six innings i mean you gotta get him seven eight innings you gotta the bullpen is overworked and up and down who knows who's going to be coming and going (laughs) it's just it's just a terrible bullpen the only one you can count on is robertson
0: yeah, yeah, ottavino has been a complete bomb this and, year. And Smith
1: is uh, uh Smith
0: uh, is I, I can't figure you. him out. Yeah, he yeah, yeah.
2: When? All right, you know it's so funny because we are with 162 games. It's like we live and die on every game because I'm I was listening to some some podcasts that were from last week in June. And the sky was falling, and they were talking about how it's the worst team, and and Showalter has to go. You know, the manager of the year last year now knows nothing and has to go. And Billy Epler's awful, and whatever. It, it, and and now they win four in a row, and everyone's like, "Well, let's see." The wild card is six and a half out, and maybe it's just it's it's unbelievable. It's been that kind of season. And um, so now I'm I'm all positive. I'm on a high note. Of course, I think that these discussions probably work better when we're all, you know, complaining. I don't know how well it works <laughs> and everything's great. But I want to say one thing about Max Scherzer that, that, that bothers me. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. Jeff mentioned Max Scherzer. He made a comment the other day and and then Showalter supported it. And he said the one the the solo home run shots um, don't bother me. You know, they it's okay, They're okay." He had given up three in that game. And the only and the only reason they didn't bother him is because the Mets managed to score more runs. Right. Right. You give up enough of those one run shots. They add up. And that yeah, three runs, do. the Mets have lost mm-hmm. plenty of games, you know, by less than three runs. So I, I did not like that comment. I was very surprised that he said that because I think it's just I think it's wrong. But anyway, well, and, well, and, I, think, I, can... and,
1: I, and I think they give up a home run every game. Yeah. I don't remember a game. They don't give <laughs> up a home run. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can half understand what he's talking about.
0: You know, the the solo home run doesn't hurt you. The three or four run, three run homer, two run home—that's what really kills you. But that's all if you only give up one a game. When you're giving up three solo home runs, of course, it's only three runs if you look at it that way. Whereas if he gave up three two run home runs, it'd be six runs. So, and you know, and if you look at it through a pitcher's eyes if he gives up three runs, that's a quality start, I guess. So that's, that's what they don't care, but you're right. Is in saying that it's fine if your team scores four runs, but the way this team has been scoring runs, it's not so fine. I mean, you know, uh, but to Jeff's point, I can't remember game going back that they haven't given up a home run. Even last night, Senga pitched a, uh, terrific game just just eight strong innings but he gave up one pitch gave up a home run so uh you and know, they were uh, lucky
2: they got lucky you know that it, it's very yeah. it, it's funny because um i had fallen asleep <laughs> during the game and i happen <laughs> to wake up and and i see the exciting ninth inning but that could have very he was down to two strikes alvarez was down to two strikes yeah could have very yeah. easily gone the other way so all the excitement of how they came back and won could have very easily been another, oh, uh, you know, wasted pitching performance. And then it would have been giving up that right. solo shot right. would have meant something. All right. Barry.
3: I got nothing left to add. You guys covered it all. <laughs> I mean, no, all, all kidding aside. And Jeff, you hit on the starting pitchers record of 25 and four, but it only being 29 games out of 86, which makes a bad bullpen to begin with even worse because they're overworked. And like Gary said, except for Robertson, you can't depend on any of them. I don't know what happened to Drew Smith, who I've been high on pretty much from day one, but it just looks like he's lost his slider and may need to come up with another pitch. And like Len said, the numbers do say that they have a chance to six and a half out of the third wild card. There have been many seasons where they made up larger deficits to get into the playoffs. But when you just look at the team, obviously they're not going to go undefeated for the month of July, but they're certainly not as bad as they played in June when they went 7-19 and 19 and didn't win one single solitary series. But when you look at the team, especially the pitching, it's just hard to see them really making any kind of a lengthy run. You, you never know, but it, it just, it, just look at it. They are at the top of the league in walks and home runs, which is kind of weird because one is a control issue, the other is a command issue, and the two just kind of don't necessarily go together. And, uh, with the offense, as been said many times, when they pitch, they don't hit. Even last night, that incredible game that they won, and like Glenn said, they were lucky. That last at-bat by Alvarez, it was strike three. The ball was in the catcher's mitt, and it just popped out. And I don't know why, I just kind of had a feeling after that happened that something great was going to happen, and sure enough, it did. So the Mets... Are hopefully putting something together long term. It, it's really hard for me to see them sustain. Obviously, they're not going to go undefeated for the month of July, but there are definite flaws on the team that are hard to hide, even with a, a four-game winning streak like they currently have.
1: Jeff, I just want I just want to point out that Sarah Langs tweeted out something last night about Francisco Alvarez. He has five game tying or go ahead home runs in the sixth inning or later. That's the most in Major League Baseball. Hmm. So he uh, hits some, you know, late and, and uh, ties in or goes ahead. That's and clutch. you know what else,
3: guys? I have it in the notes, which, like Gary said, are a week old, so they're pretty much outdated. But one thing when we did a roundtable before the start of the season, we we kind of glossed over the starting pitching. And not having Chris Bassett and Taiwan Walker, and replacing them with Senga, who was great last night and looks like he's starting to put it together, I'd still like to see him get a quality start on regular rest. But not having Bassett and Walker, who were innings this, and maybe would have saved this horrible bullpen, and maybe wouldn't have been quite as exposed as it is. And also, to a lesser degree, not having Trevor Williams. These are mm-hmm. huge losses in the Mets pitching staff. And the replacements, well, Sengai alluded to. And the other one would have been Jose Quintana, who has yet to pitch an inning. And there's really no reliable longman in the bullpen to replace Williams. And the regression of McGill and Peterson is really hard to fathom. So you put it all together and... It's a pitching staff that I find hard to see really giving the Mets much of a chance to uh, make a playoff run.
0: Is Quintana, he may be pitching tonight or he might have pitched yesterday in a fifth rehab start. So he's had a couple of good ones. His last one was not very good. So that's why they're making him throw another one. Uh, So I don't know when – I. I saw it and then I don't remember when it was that he was scheduled to go, but uh he may be back within a week or two, which hopefully could bolster the uh the the bullpen if not the starting rotation. And um let's hope Peterson, you know, maybe he found something. He pitched a good game the last time out. He was really good. And, uh, you know, hopefully he would. Senga is still getting used to America. So, I'm not, you know, you kind of have to write off his season in a way because he's, he's in adjustment period. Uh, but but it was sensational last night. Let me just say something We're, about
1: last night's game, Gary, if you, if you don't sure. mind. Kode no, was, no. was fantastic. Fantastic. But he got an extra day rest like he did in Japan, six days off. Right, and right. he pitched. And he pitched indoors, which they always always do in Japan. So he pitched in a controlled environment and had his, you know, his normal rest of six days, like he did in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad he had a great game, you know, could he, could that, you know, continue in other environments, outdoors, you know, five days rest and things like that.
2: Yeah. His best starts are when he has the extra rest And also, he's 30 years old, right? So he's been pitching on extra rest for quite a long time. It Who knows if it's ever going to be that he can pitch on regular, you know, our baseball rest as opposed to what he's used to. But you're right. his And his best starts are, you look at all of his really good starts, he's had seven days rest, six days rest. I mean, yeah.
0: Well, maybe that's the way they have to go. I mean, you know, you got two guys in their 40s. You got Verland and Scherzer. They could, I think they could use the extra day's rest sometimes as well. So maybe they should consider going to a six-man rotation, uh, you know, especially with Quintana coming back. Leave Peterson in until he shows that he gets hammered again or whatever. And uh, but, but I think the big thing now is uh, the training deadline you know Apple's gotta do something and he's gotta do something that, that works this time. I mean last year was a you know uh they got nobody really um two years ago they they traded the number one draft pick got Javi Baez was it two years or three years ago uh and, and Trevor Williams Trevor Williams they let go this year and and Baez left and thankfully we didn't sign him because he was a complete bust in even in detroit i think he was hitting 208 uh, at some point this season so uh he's not a good deal but um you know they just got to try to get some more offense and and speaking of offense <laughs> jeff you brought it up you brought up about uh, mr lindor and mr alonzo or as i call him mr k alonzo uh <laughs> Uh, by the way, I heard he got a, uh, a new sponsorship Kmart. Uh, he, can, he can work for Kmart. <laughs> I, I, he's got no clue what he's doing at the plate. I mean, if he, uh, you know, runs into a pitch and hits it out of ballpark, everybody's uh, that's what I get a kick at of. Everybody's got, he's all over the, the, the internet. Then all the headlines, MLB Alonzo hits home, you know, but he struck out three times before that. Come on. I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we're watching Dave Kingman here. Uh, and, and I think the front office is starting to worry about this because I really think they, they're thinking, you know, is his best days behind him? Is this what he's going to be a two fourteen a two ten hitter that hits 30, 35 home runs. And, uh you know strikes out hundred and fifty times a year but uh Lindor I I he just looks totally lost. I don't know what the deal is with him this year. Um I I don't know any uh who's got some thoughts on that? Who wants to jump in first?
3: Oh, oh I'll be glad to jump in first, Go ahead, Gary. Barry. <laughs> and
0: uh as far as, far as oh.
1: Mr.
3: Alonso, how do you really feel about him, Gary? <laughs> and to paraphrase uh, Raymond, Kmart sucks, but I have to defend Mr. Alonso. True, a 214 average is, is pathetic, but I have to say, I've seen him hit a lot of hard hit balls right at someone. He is coming off an injury that where he lost about 10 days, so he, he's starting to get his groove back a little bit. Well, maybe, maybe not, but he's also a power hitter. Most power hitters are streak hitters. I don't think Alonzo is a 2.14 hitter. I think he will pick that average up a little bit, whether it's hitting into a little better luck or just that he will, like uh, Howie Rose says all the time, he will regress to to the mean. And I don't know exactly what his lifetime batting average is, but I'm guessing it's around 2.50. 255. Okay. Okay. Close. And the man will be the all-time Mets leader in home runs probably by the end of his sixth season. And it took Darryl Strawberry eight full seasons to get that record. It's I, 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 again, he is, he, does he have flaws in his game? Of course he does. And also there have been times where it's looked like he's taken his slump out to the field with him. He's made a couple of horrific throws to first base. But I think Pete Alonso is the least of the Mets' worries. It's there's other things too. I mean that's just the way baseball is in 2023 with these ridiculous true outcomes, the launch angles, the exit velos. I mean that that's just what these uh, wonderful analytics department have come up with and emphasize more than the statistics that we're used to. The rest of the offense. Pretty much all of them are below their, what would be on the back of their baseball card. Lindor is a complete mystery to me. He's not a two twenty hitter. I, I know his lifetime batting average is well above that. And I, I really don't get that. But, again, he's hitting home runs. He's driving in runs. He's doing it in spurts. So it's not really much consistency. But there's not really much consistency with anybody in this lineup right now I would think the most consistent offensive player the Mets have is Tommy Pham and you know who else is getting a pass on this team that's Jeff McNeil he's having a terrible season
0: he's having a lousy season yeah granted um but for 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 them to name Alonzo MV I mean uh uh, All-Star. I mean, it's embarrassing. I, As a Met fan, it's going to be embarrassing if he gets into the game and he comes up to hit and he's hitting 214. I mean, that's just plain embarrassing. When they have other players that are more deserving. Brandon Nimmo's having a terrific year. He should have been named to that team. Not, not Pete Alonzo. I'm sorry. And I know there's a lot of Pete Alonzo fans out there, and they're going to get mad at me, but he doesn't deserve it. He just doesn't deserve it, and and as I say, as a Met fan, it's an embarrassment. Because, but they're so uh, MLB and the Mets are so intoxicated with this power game, power, 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 power. And he hits, he's home runs. He hits the ball hard. Yeah, What's well, a good hitting the ball hard if you're hitting it right at somebody all the time, or if you if that's a, if he makes contact at all? I mean, you know. All you got to do is throw him a slider, just work the lower outside corner to him. You get it in the right spot. He's going to swing. He is going to swing. Time out, time in, and time out, all the time. Uh, and it's just it. It really for him to be the all star. I mean, Tommy Pham would have been a better pick. For the all star representative, um, Max Scherzer, even you could make a case for. I,
1: I, th- I thought it was gonna be David Robertson, but
0: or, or David Robertson, excellent, yeah. Uh, to go with Pete
1: Alonso, it it, it really pissed me off as a Met fan. It, but it Gary, really... Gary, Pete Alonzo, did you know that he's in the top 10 percent of the league of, of maximum e- exit velocity? <laughs>
0: Yeah, all right. We, that's if he hits it.
1: <laughs>
2: Gary, that's you had a velocity. guest on. You you had a guest on you had asked I forget who it was, remember? You asked him, um, I think he was one of he was a podcaster for Miami. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So Jeff knows where I'm going with this. And you asked him, what's the importance what's, of yeah. of the yeah. of how far what was it? How far someone hits it? How the, ha- the, no
0: the how hard. the yeah, how hard the, when they have they come up and they go uh, hardest hit balls. And he's got three names up there. And then it says ground out the short, fly ball to the right, uh, ground out the third. What? Yeah. Who is well, po- Who gives he had, a crap? He, had, he,
2: had, he did have a good point. It made it made a little sense what he said. Um, but, of course, now I, can't remember. I know he said something like uh, because that's the hard. Right. Go ahead.
0: You have an easy, you have a a chance of getting more hits because you hit the ball hard. Uh, don't nice. but, don't tell that to Luis Arias. Yeah, I I mean uh, you know it's just uh, I don't know it. This is just a sore spot with me, and uh, uh, I I hope they don't extend them this year because I have a funny feeling he is a two fourteen year hitter or worse. Oh, Gary, um, yeah,
3: I did not not a chance. He's had oh, slides yeah, like this I before, died. and he's always gotten He's he's managed to get himself out of them uh, to where he has a lifetime average yeah. of 255. To to two fifty five. And they're going to extend him. He may he's going to stay a fifty five. Oh, but else? if he can get to like two thirty five with with his power, I mean, who else really scares you in that Mets lineup? So. Well, one
1: day it's going to be Francisco Alvarez. That's right.
0: <laughs> That was my name. He's going to be your cleanup hitter. And that day's coming cool. fast uh, because, he, you know, he's he's been hitting in the clutch and, and mm-hmm. getting it. And, you know, Batty is uh, also slowly uh, creeping his average up there. He's getting one or two hits a game. Uh, he's got to work on his throws a little bit, though. His his throws are a little still a little
1: erratic at third. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised he's batting 250. If you told me he was batting 250, I, I, would, I would not have believed you, but he's batting 250. Yeah, I would have I thought okay. it was. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not great, but you know what? One hit out of four at bats. Mm-hmm. You know? And Gary, yeah. I will
3: give you this. I would have had no problem if Brandon Nimmo had been the best representative in the All Star game. But when you look at the numbers, they don't really look like All Star numbers. But Nimmo's the kind of player you have to see every day to appreciate.
1: Well, and he's I, in the yeah. top, he's in the top ten of of base hits, if that's something, yeah, well,
0: and he's in the top ten of center fielders in the league, so too. so you would think they would have considered that, but i i I don't know I mean goldschmidt didn't even get uh uh picked, and he's having a better year than uh than Alonzo. Now I know what that that's all about. That's the whole one representative right. thing, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. and that's why he got picked. But uh, again, they could have made I I don't know who makes the choice, but they could have cho- chosen better. Uh,
2: I, I wouldn't and, get yeah. upset over it. I w- you know what they want Alonzo to be in the home run derby. Okay, he She'll he won in there. two years. I, I wouldn't, be, but I wouldn't be upset. You know, you got to have one rep. Uh, You know, maybe he's not having the best year at this point, but I I don't think your anger, your vitriol, (laughs) you know, I mean, you kind of save it for other things. But I was at that game, that Tuesday night game against the Brewers, and I saw Peterson pitch, and I was amazed that he made it out of that first inning because, you know, I thought – two innings was all he had in him. And the next thing you know, he goes six, like maybe six, it, did he go? Six. Was it six or seven? And it and,
0: went seven. Yeah,
2: it yeah. might have been seven. And, and it was great. Um, And, but that game Lindor had a great game. He had a home run mm-hmm. and he made a defensive play. One of the best you're going to see a shortstop make. So his defense, you know, he may not be, you know, hitting the cover off the ball now, but his defense is good. So that's that's something to consider too.
3: But, and, but, Len, what, I definitely think the home run derby played a role in Alonzo being the chosen net to participate in the yeah. All-Star game.
0: No doubt. I'm sure, but he could have went anyway. I mean, he could have went for that and not been named an All-Star and given it to somebody who's more deserving of it. Uh, you know, uh Really, he, he doesn't deserve it. I mean, anybody honestly looking at everything this year, he's the least, uh, well, maybe not the least on this team, but he he really doesn't deserve it at all. I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel, and, uh, you know, like Lynn said, they probably will extend him and i think it, it may be a big mistake uh i think he, look at the lesson with jeff mcneil I extended him and now he's having a, a lousy year so he seems to be up and down he seems to have a good year and a bad year and then uh you know next year he'll win the batting title again or something you know so uh, he might he could be going through that whole big contract thing now you know, guys signed a big contract and then they have a lousy year, it seems, because they're trying to do too much to earn the money. And then they settle down the next year and and uh, have a better year. But uh, you're right, Barry. He's having a, t- a terrible year and he looks lost as well. But, you know, then you got to wonder, is it the, the hitting coach? Did he change a philosophy? Um I often wonder, why don't these guys go back and watch tape from last year? You know, He won the batting title last year. What did he do last year that made him
1: win the batting title that he's not doing this year, if anything? Excellent let point. You, let me ask you Excellent a question on, on, the, on, on the batting coach. I know Eric Hinsky's is the batting coach this year, and I know um, uh, who... The, Jeremy Barnes. No, no, the one who's now the bench coach, uh, Eric I, I Chavez. Wrote, Eric wrote, Chavez. Wrote, he yeah, was the batting I, coach yeah. last year. Yeah. Hitting but coach last
3: Jeremy year. Barnes this year. I wrote it down because I didn't remember it. So I made my, sure to
1: make here. My question is, can't Eric Chavez help out as a panic coach, even though he's the bench coach? Can't he do it? He, he, can he go into that area and help the hitters like he did last year? Or he has to be the bench coach and he can't do anything like that? Well
0: <laughs> it all depends. I mean, the philosophy, you know, uh If if Showalter says, you know, uh, maybe he says, I don't want you interfering with other coaches or anything like that. I doubt it. I doubt it because the whole idea is to pull together and win. And then if you see something that McNeil's doing, um, maybe it's maybe just the pitches are getting them out. Maybe they figured them out. Who knows? I mean, that could be as well. Uh rather than him doing something different he could be doing everything the same but the pitchers are pitching him different and he's not adjusting that could be a possibility but um I yeah I I would think that if if a coach because there's a way of doing it too you don't have to go you know he could Chavez could go up to uh the hitting coach and say you know damn last year he was uh he, he had his right foot, I noticed, was a little bit closer to the plate or farther from the plate. Maybe you ought to see if that helps him, you know? And then, I mean, there are ways to do it where you're not interfering. You hear Hernandez says sometimes he always used to wait until somebody asked him right, uh, to help out, from man- even now, you know, uh, to help out in management, management. Is asked him to work with Daniel Murphy that time at first base, and and uh, I think he worked with Duda as well and uh, other guys. And you guys just switched. How come? Um, So, uh, Len has a question
2: because I raised my hand. Yes,
0: (laughs) I love that. You raised (laughs) your hand and you switched (laughs) positions here, and you're confusing the hell out of me.
2: It's Gary, is this the this the portion of the show where we each get to ask a question cuz I have a question. Oh. All right. <laughs> so, the so there was a player that was very local. He came back to baseball, was playing for the Ducks, and I guess he was playing pretty well, and the Angels signed him to a minor league contract. I wonder what you guys think should the Mets have signed him to a minor league contract and that would be Daniel Murphy who could have made a comeback at Citi Field what do you
0: guys think well apparently you missed that episode of Mets things <laughs> cuz <'cause... laughs> <laughs> <laughs> i was advocating for them to DFA Mr. Vogelbach who is a complete useless waste. I'm sorry. Uh, the guy is not hitting home runs. He's not, you know, he gets a home run and two singles, and they're all excited, you know, in between uh, the every time he pops out or something with his big swing and, you know, Babe Ruth finish there, but the the ball goes, pops up to first. Uh yeah i I wanted to sign Murphy. I said what do you got to lose? I mean they got they're getting nothing they weren't getting anything from the d h they've gotten a little bit more since they put canha in in that position. uh maybe they ought to put Mr. Colonzo in there and let him be the d h every day but well, Gary, uh,
2: i i I got your opinion from Mets musings, but I didn't know Barry's or Jeff's.
0: <laughs> ah, okay, <laughs> nice out uh Barry. <laughs> what if
3: opinion? If, if uh, the Mets had brought Dan Murphy, as Terry Collins used to call him, <laughs> I would have had no problem with it at all.
1: Jeff? Yeah, I mean, the way Daniel Vogelback is hitting, absolutely give uh, Murphy a chance. How much worse can it be? Uh, well, he was hitting 350.
0: I. Like... I think it was when the Angels signed him with with the uh, 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 with the Ducks. So uh, you know,
3: is, is he up on the big club yet? Is is Murphy on the major sure. roster? I'm
0: because uh, I've been looking to... for his
3: name and I haven't seen it. Well, are He might, yeah, be, getting up, looking, just he might real... be
1: getting called up now because of the injuries that the Angels have. When Don yeah. got hurt and uh, and Trout got hurt, so
3: that's disappointing. Because yeah. and especially with my wife, who we're gonna get to it in a few minutes and her situation with these injuries to two outfielders. Well, Otani is really a DH slash pitcher and an outfielder. I thought maybe the angels were going to bring back Juan Lagares 3.0 and re-sign him, which would have made the misses very happy. But just yeah. for a minute to get back to the Mets hitting coach. And I think it is Jeremy Barnes. I think that's his name, but Anyway, last year, all we heard from start to finish was how the Mets grinded at bats. That's all you heard. But nobody says anything about that this year. No- nothing at all. Just, just throwing that out there. And I'm a little surprised, even though I'm glad that Uncle Stevie didn't just make wholesale spur-of-the-moment emotional changes I thought that maybe with the way the team was playing at the time, he held his presser that, you know, just to send a message to the Mets that maybe somebody like a Jeremy Barnes would get let go because for the most part, the Mets lineup, they're all underachieving. They're not hitting or playing anywhere near their career averages. So I'm a little surprised that at least there wasn't one sacrifice on the coaching staff. It's worked before. You remember in 1999, they had that incredible run. After like half the half the coaching staff was let go, and then in June, they went on a tremendous run and uh, all the way to the wild card.
2: I I don't know. I letting one coach go is not. I I know it's. I really don't think it would have had an effect, but I, I don't know. Um, and you're messing with someone's livelihood. Um, and you you got to give him the full season, I think. Uh, but by the way, with Vogelback, when I was Vogelback, when I was at the game, I I had not heard this. But every time he came up, they're yelling "Danny Donuts." Do, do, like, <laughs> I was like, when did that happen?
1: You know, I, I'm looking on Baseball Reference right now, and I can't believe this, but Brandon Nimmo has the most strikeouts than any regular. Really? He's, yeah, he has, he has 86 hmm. strikeouts, and Lindor has 78, Alonso 68. That's what Alondo's that is. A, go figure. Is
0: go figure.
3: surprising.
0: But he is up one more times than anybody, too, probably. Yeah. Because oh. he's in the leadoff spot. Exactly. So he's got that extra time at bat there. But he's still hitting to what seventy seven or something like that. Two seventy six, yeah. Two seventy six. So yep, he's he's doing enough. But just about Daniel Murphy, still with the Triple A team, he is ripping up Triple A's in three forty two. He's got a home run, eight RBIs in ten games for Salt Lake Bees. Uh, when he was with the the uh, Ducks. He hit 331, had two homers and 19 RBIs in 37 games, which included a 0. .861 OPS and a 16-game hitting streak from May 16th to June 1st. And we didn't sign him, but we kept Vogelbach.
1: So, and yeah, uh, uh, any AAA pitching is better than the, the the independent league pitching. Yeah, and he's hitting, yeah. doing, and, he's, and, he, and he's ripping up he's there. He's better. So, wow, he's hitting yeah.
0: better there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah So to answer your question Yes we should have signed him And Because uh, he couldn't have done any worse than Vogelbach
3: Or, or at the mm-hmm. very least When Mark Vientos was up Giving him like a couple of weeks As the full time well, DH to see What what he could do Because he's tearing it up In AAA He has nothing yeah. more to prove there
0: And when is Mauricio Going to come up He's tearing it up. How do you keep this guy down there? You're looking for offense. He's ripping the ball all over the place. He had a slight slump in June. He's been hot, he's getting hot again. Uh, you know, what are you, Perretta, Perretta, he doing And Peretta? Peretta Well, I don't say bring him up. He's at high A only. But, you know, he's going to push Alvarez a little bit because he's hitting too. He's hitting some home runs. And it's hard to hit home runs in Brooklyn. It's a very tough ballpark with that breeze coming off of the water. And uh, he's got uh, like seven or eight home runs, which is, you know, for that league is good, decent, uh, starting to hit for average as well. Drive-in runs. He looks good behind the plate. Uh, you know, they're either going to train him or keep him. and. Uh, I hope they hold on to him because that would be some combination, but, um, we will see. But, uh, Blake Tidwell was pitching tonight, by the way, I don't know what the cyclone. I've been watching the Cyclones because with the Mets having a uh, late start, uh, I was catching, uh, a lot of the Cyclones game on M I L B TV and, uh, uh, So it was. uh, They've been having a better second half to their season, as uh, the minor leagues, you know, split the season. At least some of them do. So, uh, but uh, anyway, I mean, there is some players, but they're low. They're low in the minors, and uh, he, you know, this draft is going to be. There's two things coming up that's going to be very important to Billy Apple's future. I think. The draft, for one, and and the trade deadline. And any any thoughts on uh, the trade deadline? What should the Mets do? Should they be buyers, sellers, or both?
1: Uh, I I think that all depends. You know, second week in August, see where they are. I mean, they're what uh what six games out of being five hundred. What, four games to five hundred? Four games like, under five hundred? Is it four?
0: Yeah. Uh four, four or six. Games.
1: If they can get to five hundred by the end of J- July and see how they go the first two weeks in August, see where they are in in the standings, then you make the decision then. Uh you know, the obviously the biggest chips are gonna be Robertson and Tommy Pham. You know, you're not getting rid of Alvarez, Lonza, McNeil, and Dor, Beatty, Nemo. Uh, nobody wants Daniel Vogel back. But, uh, <laughs> and the way the starting pitchers go, they you know they're not going six innings. So why would anybody want them either? So it's it. It all depends on I think the second week in August. I think the next six weeks is going to. Well,
3: isn't the trade deadline August first?
1: I stand corrected.
3: <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> but, but anyway, by all He this meant first, July. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes. So yes,
1: yeah, so another couple of weeks.
3: Yeah. Okay. Now I think you can be bold, but obviously they are not gonna be trading their top prospects. They'd be out of their minds to. As far as uh selling off a of Tommy Pham or a David Robertson, I, I I would have no problem if they parted with either one or both of them. I would throw Starling Marte. Into the mix as well. He's starting to hit, and I keep saying that's going to increase his his trade value. And there are a few other guys, but I would say those are the three most tradable Mets because you could maybe pick up a few close to major league ready starting pitchers or, or, or just pitchers as a whole. And it's just amazing to me that this Mets team with a history of pitching that. Pretty much goes back to the mid-60s, starting, of course, with Seaver and Kuzman. Had such a dearth of pitching in the minor leagues. How, how did this happen? It's just crazy.
0: Well, if you think about it, they really haven't had much success late, lately other than DeGrom, uh, Harvey a little bit. Um, but the the K-Generation was a big failure. Uh, Pulsifer and... Uh, those uh other two guys um and really who came after that uh, darling came in a trade Gooden was really the the other big one that came about um you know they really haven't developed a, a, a dominating pitcher in quite some time Allied came in a trade and you know they've had some nice fill-ins. Uh, Aguilera filled in nicely for a while there, and uh, other guys. But most of their top-name pitches that have come really lately have been by trades. But, so
3: re- but keep in mind, Gary, they had pitching in the farm system, and quite often they used them as trading chips. Like right. Lloyd Yeomans was part of the Gary Carter trade.
0: Right. Or that right.
3: Neil Allen and Rick Onby, who turned out to be a nothing. That got them Keith Hernandez, Philip UMBER got them Johan Santana, and I had another guy just now that has escaped. Oh, duh! Uh, the Cespedes trade—they <laughs> they parted with Michael Fomer, and that's what got them Cespedes and right. got them got them their last pennant.
0: But where yeah. are those? I mean, those guys never really I, I, Fomer panned out for a while, and then he got hurt, and now he's in the bullpen. Uh, you know, so there wasn't a lot of the, even the guys that they traded didn't really pan out. That that dominating. Floyd cool. Yeomans was a decent pitcher. Um, you know what I'm saying? Though that they haven't really developed any star players over the last few years, except for for now with Nimo. And uh, McNeil, I guess you'd have to say, and Colonzo and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Alvarez and Batty. Those are all homegrown guys. But the pitching, I, I don't know. They've had some good-looking pitches on the lower level, and then they just seem to flame out. And when they get the double A, Um, a couple of years ago, Brooklyn had a guy, this was before the pandemic, uh, Harold Gonzalez. Oh, he was terrific. He was an all star, New York Penn all star. Uh, you know, he was terrific. He was with Alonzo on Alonzo Cyclone's team, and just I don't know. He just kind of flamed out, and and nothing happened with him. So it it happens that they are good, and but it's the consistency and rising through the ranks and. They just seem to hit double A or triple A, and it all goes south. They, you know. So, anybody else? Jeff has yeah. a question.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I was going to say. Know, is. some some of these pitchers, and when they used to trades, they were uh, you know maybe hyped up too much. We maybe we're expecting too much. Remember uh, Simeon Woods Richardson? Um, yeah. Uh, you know Anthony K uh anthony the kid who Kay. the kid from freeport i his name ex- escapes me now but uh he was all you know hyped him up anthony Kay is now pitching for the uh, cubs so now he he's he's bounced around yeah and it but, was uh, the same year uh, the other guy
0: that you're thinking of he uh he he pitched um they were both drafted. I think Anthony right. K was one A or something. Uh, yeah,
1: the other guy slipped. Yeah, slips I, like guy I know he's from me. Freeport. Went to Boston College. Yeah,
0: yeah, he played in Cyclones.
1: Yeah, Justin, but, you know, were,
0: Justin, Justin Dunn. Dunn.
1: Right, right. Very good. Justin, thank, Dunn. thank you, Justin Dunn. Yeah, they were hyped up. You know, maybe they hyped him up for the trade. Well, it could be. Uh... Could very well be,
0: uh, but Justin Dunn ended up with what Seattle. He went in the, the... and I think he went to the Reds after that. Yeah, he's yeah he's with the Reds now. He's only twenty seven. So was he in the, one... the D- Edwin Diaz trade? Yeah,
1: yeah Donnelly, I think So, so. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the one who got away was uh was Montero.
0: He's really not in in the year. He's not last year. He's with Cincinnati. Is nothing on this year's stats. So he maybe he's got Tommy John or something.
3: And you know what Jeff? You mentioned Rafael Montero, who was a big time prospect for the Mets, and they gave him chance after chance after chance, and he just didn't do anything. And I think it was just freak luck that he just kind of ended up in the Astros bullpen. And I guess there's something about being on the Astros and being part of that bullpen that just 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 the philosophy or whatever it is, they they got more out of it. And he was part of a really historic bullpen last year. And I guess you can say the same thing about an organization like the Rays. These these are the organizations the Mets should try to copycat. And last but not least, it's that team that's in the same division with them that it seems like, except for the three games they lost in the NLDS to the Phillies last year, it seems like the Atlanta Braves have gone undefeated since the beginning of June of 2022.
0: <laughs> uh, Len's got his hand raised. Yeah,
2: if I, I'm trying to be polite and not interrupt my <laughs> distinguished fellow. Gary,
1: Gary just wants to...
2: you funny guy you um let me just say that you know it's funny the 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 we have the baby mets now as they've been uh as they've been labeled uh but there is no pitching anywhere that you hear about it's there is just no pitching so this draft i hope they get some pitching in this draft but i think barry mentioned um i think it was barry uh, some of the trades and and getting pitching for these trades, but pitching is at a premium, and and I just don't think that trading, uh, maybe fam, I don't know, but trading fam or uh, who was somebody else? Uh, did you mention that to get pitching? I I think you've got to give David up David
0: Robertson. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I think you got to give up a lot to get a decent uh, starting pitcher, and. As far as whether they're going to be traders at the deadline or buyers. It's very interesting now the way um, the Mets are operating. Like the last trade they made, they're they're basically like uh almost like a bank. They they'll take your bad loan. Give me a good player and a bad player. We'll take your bad loan, your bad player, and we'll pay the salary, and then we'll DFA them. We-
1: it's that's it, that's, I, that's Steve Cohen's financial strength. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So but I can't see. If they're not at 500 at the trade deadline, then I, I don't think it's worth it. But. To have this kind of payroll and and not based on. If if you're going to make big trades, you got you, it's not going to be for money. It's not going to be where, you know, the the Mets of old. Let's dump salaries because we are, you know, we're cash strapped. That's not going to be the issue. It's going to be you want to build up your farm system. So if you are going to be sellers at the deadline, then you then you're really going to sell off some of your prime, you know, maybe a Scherzer or a Verlander who's going to help a, a a team, because you, otherwise you might as well just be buyers and take take a gamble try and get in the wild card and see what happens as jeff always likes to say if you get there you never know
1: no one's going to take shares unless steve pays a lot of that salary Uh, that 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 would have to be the the only way to get rid of scherzer
0: i i don't know about that only because scherzer has an opt-out clause at the end of the year and They'd only have to pay him for the rest of this year, and then if he picks up the op, if they pick out the option. But I, you know, somebody if they're desperate for pitching, they need something. You never know. Uh, I could see the that, Dodgers that could happen. him. Yeah, or, I, I you could know, see somebody. Yeah, you know, somebody with somebody a good with farm. Money. System.
2: Yeah, money, maybe even good farm system. Angels,
0: maybe mm-hmm. the Angels can creep mm-hmm. a little closer to Texas uh, or maybe
1: even Texas the way they've been spending money who knows i've yeah, been that, hearing people yeah. are, are saying that sure it'll be crazy to opt out to $30, 43 million dollars oh year. i agree but but i'm thinking on the other hand you know he'll he can go to a contender for a lot less money because he doesn't need the money obviously he does not right. need the money right but on the other hand like in trevia <laughs> on Fiddle on the roof on the other hand <laughs> on the other hand he, uh, he's digging in union. So he's not gonna take any less money. What am I And he's not gonna opt out way. because one's gonna give him more. Who's gonna
0: Did him you more? say one of your favorites? One of my favorites, Fiddler.
2: Could you <laughs> Tevya? Do you you know what you do? I bet you do a good Tevya, Gary.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <cu-> <laughs> oh if
2: I were a rich You'll man.
0: But on the other hand, but do
2: you love me? Does she love me? You love
0: me. All right. We're going to be doing the whole the whole play. Thing.
3: So, does that mean that the podcast that you guys are going to do is going to go from baseball and barbecue to baseball, and barbecue, and Broadway? And, yeah, All yeah. bees. Hey, we do the
2: baseball, bees. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You can't beat that. Even the movie, yeah, the movie was terrific. The movie was, you know, no, it was good. It was good. It was good, Topo. But, Topo, yeah. Total was yeah. was very Absolutely. good. Yeah, yes. he was good, uh, and and he played the part for years afterwards. You know,
2: tradition, tradition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're off the rails. I'll tell you, we're crazy. All right, let's play GM. Somebody comes to you with a deal, and it involves either Mister Colonzo or Mister Lindor, and it seems like a fair deal. Do you make the trade? I don't think so. Now, this is when Mister Lind- Lindor, yeah,
1: you need stars. Lindor you have to
0: well you mean uh, uh you know you what happens stars. if you're getting a star back well, well what, what are you get... getting well that's hard to say that's your job as the GM to... <laughs> 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 I mean <laughs> I'm saying you're the GM All right Cincinnati comes to you they're going to give you Edwin Diaz's brother and uh Jonathan India I don't know why they would do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> what do but they want? From the... And they want Alonzo. Do you make the trade?
1: No. 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 Jeff? No, Alonzo is just too big of a star. He's gonna be the all-time home run leader for the Mets. He's just he brings that star power, and I don't think I think I don't think he's a two fourteen hitter, as Barry said. I think he'll probably regress to the mean and, and you know be his normal self. Maybe not this year, but over overall. Okay, they sweeten yeah. the deal. They give you their number one prospect. Oh, uh, Elie uh, Cruz. Give me
2: their number one. That's with them now.
0: Their number one prospect in the minors. Oh, in, in the in minors. Their organization. Their number one prospect yeah. banging on the major league door. Diaz's brother and Jonathan India, and they, and all. This could be yours if the price is right. They, <laughs> they give you. That's why Di we're not GMs, though. <laughs> That's yeah. why not GMs. Well, yeah, no,
2: no. I'm not not for Diaz's brother. First of all, Diaz hopefully will be back next year, and they will be Did too you much imagine that rivalry. <laughs>
0: Him and the eighth, and and. Edwin in the ninth. It's a shutdown. Shutdown! Yeah. That's... Game over. Mm.
3: Yeah. Barry, your yeah, thoughts. I don't I don't I, I say no. And you know, with bullpen's, you know, they can be great one season and terrible the next. And like Len, you said, and Edwin is gonna be back next year and we're not even gonna know about him coming back. I mean, it's it's not an arm injury, so chances are He's going to be okay, but will we see the Edwin Diaz of 2022? Will anybody ever see the Edwin Diaz of 2022 again? Not likely, but I, I, I'd have to say no. And as far as Lindor, I think he's as close to one tradable as you can find. I mean, he's got what, eight, nine years left and some $300 million? Yeah,
2: yeah talk about he, money.
3: He, I mean, Uncle Stevie is—he may be part of Scherzer's or Verlander's contract, but he's not eating over three hundred or anywhere close to three hundred thousand dollars on that contract. That—that's that, just not
0: happening. Ah, but he might might he pick up half of it, and yeah. somebody else's bad contract. What about a Yankee? Okay. What about if Giancarlo Stanton? No, no, pick him up for Lindor. No bad contracts for bad. Well, contracts.
3: for one, the Yankees have this Derek G to 2.0 with shortstop, who's also hitting about 200, and he's supposed to be the biggest prospect in this system. This guy Volpe, who they yeah. touted, mm-hmm. yeah. As the, yeah, as the next, as we all like to say, Derek Jeter
1: <laughs> number two in the program, number one, <laughs> number in, your one in your hearts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got intrinsic well, value.
1: <laughs>
0: getting back to the original deal, I make the trade. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, with with
1: Stanton, uh, you, you know, you're paying for a player who's never going to play. No, no,
0: no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking oh. about the other one with Cincinnati. I'm oh. making that trade. Okay, I'm I'm bringing back Diaz and uh, India and the posh prospect for one player that I can replace. I'm making that trade in a, in a heartbeat. I, but I've always I'm liked Diaz
1: I've always liked India.
0: And
3: if you do end up making that trade, maybe Alonzo goes to the Kmart at 400 Oak Street in Cincinnati and finds out it doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> how about training well, look- for?
1: Uh, how about training for? Uh, uh Armstrong Crow Armstrong again. He uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's true. pretty high up in the Cubs. Uh, yeah, Pete P- Crow Armstrong. He's pretty up high up in the Cubs uh, uh, hierarchy. What there.
0: Is- that was a colossal failure. That trade as well, uh, and look, uh, Alonzo in that, that Cincinnati Nippa, ball pluck—that's a bandbox in Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. He—he actually hit something. I mean, if he makes contact, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pete Crow Armstrong, another one that they should have saved. And uh, you know, they—they're talking about trade. You, you know, you mentioned Fam and Marte. I think Barry mentioned, but the problem is who's going to play the outfield then of course they could bring up Maurizio, play second move mcneil to left exactly right. uh, yes. can hawk could play right. right um again they, they you know alex uh, ramirez is uh uh having a decent year but he's down and uh, they really uh, Stanley Consuega is in, in high A and uh, there's another guy that they got that uh, uh, there, but they don't have any buddy in Triple A. It's like Triple A is a bunch of retreads that they just stuck there to have a team in Syracuse. And um, I mean, they just brought up DJ Stewart, but t- t- his glove is like concrete. So I don't know. Uh Quest. That's what they said about Conforto too, which is another guy that they, they let get away. They probably shouldn't. They should have took a flyer on him this year.
1: Oh, and as, I would have loved well. to have Wilma William Flores back. Oh,
0: Wilma Flores. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Don't
0: forget JD Davis
3: having a career year. Yeah, well, and should be an all star.
1: Yeah, but no yes. one saw that coming last year. Everybody wanted him out.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm, one, saw, I'm a, no one saw that coming. Yeah, Davis, I'm not that upset about, you know. And good for him. He revived his career. And sometimes it, it is a, a change of address uh, location really yeah. sets you, of set you off. Yeah, change of scenery. Just something yeah. clicks maybe. So good good on him. But oh, I the, agree. They, the Mets fans couldn't wait to get
3: J.D. and right. Don Smith out of here. And right. Don certainly right. isn't killing it. And good for J.D. Davis. He always had promise. And I think it also helps that the Giants are playing him in one position. And he's doing great. And we're happy mm-hmm. for him. But I, like most Mets fans, shed no tears when J.D. Davis was, was traded away. Unfortunately, they got nothing back to the guy.
0: Well, so it looks terrible. And and you see, that's on and that's on Epler. That, that was a rough trade. Roof. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause I'm pretty laughs> that's
2: that's the kind of humor you can expect on the baseball and barbecue and Broadway podcast with Jeff and Len.
0: Hey, now now we're published, pushing stuff already. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> we we got to promote. We got to plug. <laughs> so where do the Mets go from here? Do they? <laughs> can they? Your gut feeling. At this particular point in time, it, it, your feeling can change in a week. I understand that. Uh, but right now, do they make the playoffs? Do they uh, uh, miss the playoffs? Do they retool? Well, we can get into the retooling part uh, at a later date when we know more. Uh, but
1: wh- where do they go from here? do Do they make it or not? Well, right now they're six games under five hundred, forty and forty-six. They can run the table to the All Star Game. They'll be forty-four and forty-six, eight-game winning streak coming at exactly the wrong time. With the Which is what game. they do, every of course. Yeah, of course. But if they can make if they can make some type of run in the next two weeks and be over five hundred, I mean, you know, the wild card standings—they're they're bunched up. You know, they're. I know they're six this, and a half out, but so is Chicago, so is the Padres, so is Pittsburgh, and you know they've. Milwaukee's only one game out, and that, you know it. It has been done before. They can get hot. I mean, as Len like to say, look what Jeff said last year: the Phillies.
2: <laughs> you did, and you were right, and that's <laughs> it's true. If we got to look at history.
0: All right, Len, your thoughts?
2: I'm gonna stay optimistic and say yes. They will (laughs) they will get a wild card. They're certainly not gonna catch the Braves. It's not gonna be like last year when the Braves caught the Mets. But they will they will eke by somehow. They've got they've got a top-notch manager, they've got players who have championship experience. Um they will make the playoffs barely, but they'll make it.
3: Barry, I want to keep the faith and stay optimistic, but I look at that pitching and I just don't see it. I think they will make a run, but I think they will come up. They will come up short. I I, I hope I'm wrong, but again, with with this pitching, I especially that bullpen. I, I just don't see how. I mean, all these other Mets teams that overcame these huge deficits. If you look at the '69 Mets, the '73 Mets, there are a couple of other seasons where I shot it down. 2015, 2016, they had much better pitching than than this squad. And I, I want to be wrong. Maybe somebody, maybe like, a, let's just throw a name at. Maybe a Joey Lucchese comes up with the minors and goes 9-1 or something like that. Maybe someone out of nowhere. A game like last night is a great way to jumpstart a season. It was an incredible finish. And like you guys said, it's the kind of game they've been losing this year but winning last year. But for the Mets to get in, I think they have to get to around 85 wins. I did a little study before we went on. Of the last 10 years, all the teams that finished with the sixth best record in the National League, and their average win total was 85.2. So basically, that means the Mets from here would have to go 45 and 31 to get to 85 wins. Definitely doable. The numbers say it's doable. But again, I, I look at that pitching, and I just don't see it. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see it.
0: Okay. uh, And and I have to agree. I don't think they make the wild card. I think there's too many teams ahead of them and too many good teams, uh, including the Dodgers and the Padres and uh, uh, Endor, the uh, Giants, or, Do- or the uh, Diamondbacks, though. So, though they've handled the Diamondbacks, surprisingly, I was really surprised that Diamondbacks – Came in playing some good ball. How about that kid Carroll? Is he not a good ball player? Oh yeah, that left is. fielder, he is something else. uh But I don't think I don't think
1: they make it. I think there's too many teams yeah, to get over. They they don't have to hit the, the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks. They just be Cincinnati at this point, or Phil yeah Philadelphia at this point. Well, Philadelphia's a lot better than we are right now. I know. Yeah, so Philadelphia is right now is in the sixth wild card spot. Yeah. And they're, uh, yeah, they're six games better than us. Yeah. So. But there's, what, 75 games to play? Yeah.
3: Well, one other thing you have to take into account, the teams don't play each other as much now. Yeah, that's true. Everybody plays everybody. So it's not like the Mets are going to play the Phillies 12 more times or the Giants six more times or the Brewers seven more times. They are finished with the Brewers, I think. I'm pretty sure they're finishing they are. the Giants are. as well. They more than likely have one more series against the Phillies. And then you got the Marlins in their tour who are having a tremendous season. Talk about a team that was rebuilt. And uh, once again, thank you, Derek Jeter, for getting out of there, <laughs> letting that female general manager you know, run the show. And she's put a tremendous team together
1: and barry that's without the sandy on contra having a good year that's right yeah but in fairness a lot of those young pitches and stuff
0: were uh brought in with the uh mr Jeter was in charge there he drafted a lot of those guys they a lot of the guys that, that came into their system so He's got to get some credit for that uh, for that team this year, and uh, I don't give the, him credit. <laughs> yeah, not for he me. Gets, I don't, I don't, he gets. not come on. Doesn't he doesn't get credit. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He doesn't get the credit for bringing in Luis Arias, but uh, whoever made that move, I guess it was uh, Kim Nig uh, Nug, mm-hmm. however yeah. you say it. Uh, she did. Uh, that was one hell of a trade, and uh, but see, they well, have the Pablo pitching. Lopez
1: is a hell of a pitcher. I know. That well, was a good trade for both teams.
0: That was an awesome trade. I would have them. loved to
1: have Pop Bob Lopez. And
0: uh, it's it's worked great for them. And, and you know, their team are going to have to worry about in the future now. So um, you've got them, you've got them all, the Braves uh, and, and the Phillies to worry about in the future. And it's going to be tough, you know. Uh, Everyone's getting better. Everybody's getting better in the division, especially, mm-hmm. and um, we'll see where it goes. Barry, you have a message that you wanted to give out before
3: we go? Yeah, it's going to take a couple of minutes, and I just need to put my glasses on. And bear with me, because this I, I really want to do this. As you guys know, and a lot of people in our Mets Nation know. My wife, Kathy, has been in the hospital for several weeks, recovering slowly, from a major jaw reconstruction surgery. And I wanna send a special thank you out to many members of our METS family, starting with Lynn and Gary Cohen, who sent her a beautiful bouquet of flowers and it really cheered her up. Unfortunately, while Kathy was in the hospital, she picked up a pneumonia, which is now fighting and has kept her in the hospital much longer than (laughs) we wished and hoped. And there are a lot of people So many of them have their own health issues, but I want to give a shout out to them. And it's basically about a 25-man roster. Some of my favorite, but certainly not all of my Mets friends. And I'm just going to throw their names out alphabetically. And Jeff, I know you know many of these people. It's Alice, two Anne-Marie's, AMB and AMS, and their spouses, Jim and George. Barbara, Christina, Elena, Fran, Jerry, Helen. Howard and Lisa, Jackie, Julia and Pete, Lori, Linda, Marcy and Scott, Pam, Randy, Sylvia and Ray, Tracy and Wilma. And a special kudos has to go out to the GKR Administrator, Joan, who I haven't always seen eye to eye with, but deep down really showed her true colors in a very positive way by spreading the word out to our Mets GKR family, which initiated an outpouring of love, support, and prayers we prayers we never could have dreamed of and of course that includes you three guys as well i thank you all for this uh shockingly positive amount of support that you've given kathy and me and god bless you all
0: well we, we love well. Our thank Mets you and get well kathy get, get uh, well kathy uh, well, yes thank you uh because i know the the missing her at the met games at city field so uh, her presence there is requested, so get well quick. All right, thank guys. Uh, thank you all so much. Do you guys uh,
1: you want to push something again with your show? Well, I like to uh, <laughs> let people know that if you listen to episode 190 of Baseball and BBQ, you would hear the great Lindsay Bearer, along with Gary Mack, <laughs> subbing in for <laughs> Leonard Abman. And I hope, look, Gary, you enjoyed doing that with me because Lindsay was a, was a great guest. I I have to say, Len, I'm glad you didn't make
0: it. We had <laughs> <laughs> that was so terrific. Uh, uh, we had a get together like a week or so ago with the just some family and uh, uh, for Chelsea and my daughter, and uh, I couldn't stop talking about. It. We had some Yankee fans here. I told them to go listen to it because they would really get a big kick out of it. And it was such an enjoyable uh, interview that I thank you a million times for asking me to sit in. And Len, anytime you need me to sit in for you, it's my pleasure.
2: Well, you, you know, Gary, I get a little nervous because I, <laughs> I feel like I'm Wally Pip and you are <laughs> Lou Gehrig. And, uh, you know, I every time you step in for me, Jeff says, you know, no, he doesn't. But I worry that he will say something like, no, it, it might be a little better. The only thing that I have going for me is I think I could talk about barbecue a little more than oh, you. Oh,
0: I, I can't <laughs> talk about anything about barbecue except eating it. Yeah, other oh. than
2: that, I'm, I'm, I'm doomed.
1: Well, Len, I just want to let everybody know that this current episode is, is former met." john gibbons is on the show he has a new book out gibby and uh along with uh len you can talk about dane brady who's a guy yeah
2: dane brady's a barbecue guy that the episode is filled with stories i mean if you like stories you're gonna love this episode because gibby has tons of stories dane brady you know we're talking to dane brady we had somebody who pine tar our friend pine tar who introduced us. (laughs) And the next thing you know, you like that nickname?
1: That's great. You know,
2: sometimes he gets kicked out because there's too much pine tar. Um, (laughs) But, so Dane Brady's talking and it turns out he, at one point, was a ship's captain. He knew, you know the movie The Perfect Storm?
1: Uh Yes.
2: He knows, or he knew, he was good friends with the People that that was based on. He was hey. on the water that night, about 50 uh, miles out from where it happened. And then he talks about another incident where he was on a ship, it capsized and he had to save his father and his brother in law. Oh and I mean, the stories that he told. So uh, between Gibby and Dane Brady was amazing. And then Jeff coming out this Saturday. Yeah. What, what do we have as long as we're plugging?
1: A great writer. <laughs> Ira Burkow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Very nice.
2: Yeah, Ira Burkow is, is that... He, and unbelievable. If
1: you, and I feel like hot dogs, Len.
2: Ralph Perazzo. This guy is the hot dog king. I'm telling you, you you think you he will spoil you with his hot dogs. You will not want to buy another package of hot dogs in the grocery store ever again. The guy makes an incredible hot dog. So it's a that's a great episode too. Yeah. And, and
0: I, for those that don't know, uh go back in the archives and and get the uh uh mustard guy uh, on there too. So yes. Gold's yeah. horseradish Just, yeah. and mustard. Mark Gold. And, uh, yeah. Mark Gold. and uh you got the hot dog guy. And next they gotta mm. get the, the roll guy on there. Yeah. And yeah. They'll have the whole triumphant.
2: And you Mark, know what? I'm just gonna we're we're plugging that we're on a roll, but on a roll, but because I know we're gonna have a lot more Met fans listening to this. Um, obviously, um, and everyone that's that that you know Barry has uh, asked to listen to. Um, we had Sandy Alderson on, and if you want to hear a great interview with Sandy Alderson, um, I don't even know what episode it was, but check one, out
1: 128.
2: 128, Sandy Alderson.
1: And if you want to hear about uh, a a pitch, uh, we spoke to Steve Traxel episode 127. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) Hojo. Can we, also give we,
0: we hey hey, you know, this is my show. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Gary.
2: Sorry, Gary. Gary, man. well, I
0: mean, you know, we I've had some guests on myself here. You you are the best. <laughs> Mets musings is the best.
1: Yes. We right. and You know what? We we, we do owe oh, everything for our podcast. Oh no, Gary. no, 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 yes. no, no. Yeah. You guys
0: I just gave you a little bit of advice. You guys took the ball and you ran with it. And now you can help me out. <laughs> we'll talk on the side. <laughs>
2: no. But was- I want to
0: thank you so much for coming on tonight. Barry, yeah. I know you've been running back and forth to the hospital. so Yeah. And if I uh, could, if
3: you wouldn't mind, as far as the sure. I want to plug Katz Memorial Hospital for the wonderful staff, doctors and nurses. For the care they're giving my wife, and if I could also one final prayer. She was mentioned earlier on the podcast, but Sarah Langs is fighting ALS courageously, oh. and your heart breaks for that young woman. It's 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 awful. So if if we could just say a few prayers for that young lady, I, I think that would really be a nice
0: thing to do.
1: Absolutely, and everybody also also will suffer some ALS. Ooh, yes. absolutely
0: yeah, it's, a, it's an insidious disease Yep. as is uh you know any of these diseases nowadays <laughs> uh, uh and they seem to be getting stronger again so uh uh let's all say a prayer for that and yep. i'll probably be get the woke crowd after me for mentioning prayer but uh what the heck <laughs> anyway <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us this week. And I hope that you'll hit the subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube, as well as the like button. That way you'll always be informed when an episode of Mets Musings is coming out. And if you're listening uh, to the audio version, it's available on on everything. I, however you get your podcast, look for Mets Musings. It will be there. And if it's not, drop me a line at MetsMusings at gmail.com, and I will get it on there. So thank you all for listening. And until we meet again, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and
3: let's let's go Mets. Yes.
0: I'm Gary Mack. I'll see you next time on another edition of Metz Musings.